Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Basically, in today's episode, we're going to um, keep it all NFL. Um, basically, since the franchise tag deadline just came, a lot of cuts have been made. The whole Josh Rosen situation and what's going on in Arizona, the whole a- Antonio Brown situation. So a lot's been going on. So we're going to try to squeeze it all in here to one episode. Well, at least most of it. Maybe we can do more in the future. But what's been going on recently, I want to do it all right now and catch up a little bit on the NFL. So first, I'll get this one out of the way, the Eric Weddle. Um, thing, situation. So the uh, Ravens cut Eric Weddle, and a lot of people were surprised by this. And Eric Weddle's a great player. He's a six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. He's obviously 34 years old, so he's getting up there in age. But was this a horrible move by um, the Baltimore Ravens? I don't think it was a horrible move. He's been with the team for three years. He's a he's a safety Um and sure, because he's 34 years old, and although he's one of their best defensive players last season, zero interceptions, which is a big stat. He played all 16 games. So I think people, you know, thought Eric Weddle had a better year than he really did. He still had a good year. I mean, 54 solo tackles, 14 assisted. So he was spending a little more time getting tackles in the open field and playing a little less coverage this year, um, which is something I noticed. Um, And, you know, he hit the quarterback four times this season, which is a career high. Um, So he was doing a little different stuff this year, if you know what I mean. Um, He actually had a sack this year, but here's the thing. He's playing a little less coverage and doing a little more, you know, tackling or rushing the quarterback, at least just a little more. He does four QB hits. That's more than he's ever had in his career, which isn't a lot. And this guy's proven he can stay healthy. But I think they just figured he's not really worth his money anymore. He's coming off a six-interception year. Um, and this year he just got to the quarterback a little more. Then he did last year had much, many more tackles. He just played a different role this year. So his interceptions went down, but everything else was going up, his tackles and all that. But they kind of thought, you know what, I think we want to free up some cast space to move on. Also, I think something that no one's really looking on to, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell could go really anywhere, but I think this helps the Ravens' odds because they had a lot of guys that they need to pay. They cut Michael Crabtree, which I think people might have saw coming, but Eric Weddle, they're trying to free up cast space for a possible Antonio Brown signing. I think that could be um, what they're really trying to do because Eric Weddle's still a good player. You know, I don't know if there's really need to cut him. Maybe they just figured he was on the decline. Let's just cut him now and get him off the books, especially Le'Veon Bell possibly right here at our front doorstep. Listen, I don't know. I think that's that could be really what it's all about. Um, another cut. Um, some of the more other cuts, we'll just get to those quickly because this is the big one. Jamie Collins was cut by Cleveland. Uh, I, you know, so this happens sometimes. Good players get cut, and Jamie Collins was just a kind of a little bit of a distraction. So, you know, nothing huge. I don't really think it's good or bad. It's just kind of in the middle. Dwayne Allen gets cut. Good move by the Patriots. Um, 
he was not being productive. Alex Collins got cut by Baltimore. This one's a little uh, sad because I feel like he was good with the Ravens. and I don't really know if there's a need to cut him, but this one again. Eric, they cut Michael Crabtree, people saw coming, but they cut Weddle for cast facing Collins. Does that ring any bells? How did that not ring any bells to anyone that Le'Veon Bell, they cut one of they cut arguably their one of their best running backs on their roster, and Eric Weddle, who was an older guy who was starting to just not really be worth his money. So they cut him for salary cap space. Does this ring any bells to anyone that Le'Veon Bell could possibly go to the Ravens? Um other cuts the bigger ones. Um Sam Machu got cut by the Bears. Uh, that's another one. It's a little interesting. Kevin Johnson got cut by Houston. I'm wondering if anyone will end up picking him up. Um, yeah, as I said, Michael Crabtree. So those are some of the bigger um, bigger cuts in the league. So now we'll get to some of the uh, franchise tag. I'll get to the Landon Collins thing first. The Giants didn't put the franchise tag on Landon Collins. What are the Giants doing? And here's the thing, because you have to hear me out here. The Giants were open to trading Landon Collins this uh, uh, last season trade deadline. They didn't. So people figured, okay, they trade Eli Apple. They're kind of picking and choosing what defensive players they want to keep. They must want to keep Landon Collins. Now, Collins is more isn't really someone who you're going to use in coverage as much. Um, but he's still a great player and one of the top-name free agents. The Giants, even if they didn't want to keep Landon Collins, why wouldn't you just franchise tag him and trade him and get something out of him? Even if they traded him, if, if they franchise tag him and he's a young player only on a one-year deal, it's kind of a distraction in a way, um, and you just trade him for something. Some pick, some draft revenue, something. They got nothing out of him. A great player. You can franchise him, and teams want him, so you franchise him. Now you have the power to get something for him or make him a part of the future. Instead, they just get nothing. They just let a great player walk away, young age, and now this is great for Landon Collins because he gets to pick and choose where he wants to go on a long-term deal. Now instead of being under the franchise tag, and the Giants get to pick and choose where he goes. This is great. Landon Collins is a huge winner in the past week of football. Arguably the biggest winner is um, Landon Collins. So now he gets to pick and choose where he wants to go, how many years. Teams are going to really be interested in Landon Collins. There's no doubt about that. But that was a questioning move. Maybe they saw something behind the scenes and everyone in the NFL knew and the Giants knew something that we don't, that if they franchise tagged them, they might not be able to get him off the books or some, something weird. Very weird. Something very weird like that would have to happen, which I think would be a very rare chance that not one team wanted to like trade with the Giants or they were asking way too much. Even if you just franchise tag them and trade them, even for a third-round pick, would it make sense? It would kind of be a weird trade just for a third-round pick. You get something. You didn't franchise tag anyone either. So you just let the franchise tag go right there. So it's not like you were like choosing between two players and decided to choose someone else. That's a different story, but you didn't franchise anyone. You should have just franchised Landon Collins and traded him for something. Some anything. Anything. But no. Instead you let him walk away and don't fr- use the franchise on anyone. It just doesn't make sense. And this is the Giants organization. This is why 
they can fail in the future. They have some pieces for the future. They get them, like if they draft Dwayne Haskins and he ends up being a good quarterback, who knows what this team could do? But it's just these this front office is so bad. I think the the Giants front office is just not good. They just don't get it. They don't understand. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with Odell there either. We're not gonna talk about that. The Jason Witten thing's just funny. People think you know he's gonna be such a factor. I don't think he is. I, I don't think he's going to do a lot. You know, maybe Dallas, just because they're so desperate for a tight end, might throw him out there. But I'm not really sure how much he can do after sitting up in the booth for ESPN for a year. I'm not really sure how much uh, he can do. Um. So, all right. Now on to the franchise tags. So, um, I don't know how to put this. I'm going to start with the Patriots here. Because they um, didn't franchise tag anyone. Uh, and for some reason, this just intrigued me. Because they had a lot of the better options uh, for some of these teams. Um, that that, had, that were gonna, had a lot of options for players to franchise tag. Sorry. Um, and they had three options, really, in the front running for the... Um, for the front running to get franchise tag by the team. Um, Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, and um, Steven Goskowski. They didn't choose any of them. Goskowski's been a consistent kicker in the regular season, but has choked in about every single championship game on one kick. Trent Brown was a sixth-round pick for San Francisco with no hopes until this season he did a good job. This one season. And then there's Trey Flowers, who doesn't rack up sack numbers, but his QB pressures are one of the highest in the league. I thought they should have franchise-tagged Trey Flowers. I'm okay if Trent Brown leaves, because I'm not sure. Can he come back? I don't think he's going to be worth the money, to be honest, because he's a sixth-round pick in San Francisco, kind of dogged it there, and then here had one good season. So I'm not really sure. You know, you could sign him to a four-year, big four-year deal, and then all of a sudden he's just back to that sixth-round pick we knew in San Fran. You know, it, it's kind of um, kind of sitting here like, you know, I'm not sure. But Trey Flowers should be, you know, the option because he's gonna go get paid somewhere. Uh, Miami seems like one of the front runners, but. I think you should have just put it on him. You let Trent Brown walk in the Steven Goskowski thing. I think I believe that you need a good kicker. If Steven Goskowski's your guy, he's your guy. If you feel like you can get someone better, get someone better. They'll figure that out. I don't really need to go over that one. Um. So, yeah, let's get to the franchise tags. Okay, so there were six people, players in the NFL that received the um, franchise tag. 49ers kicker Robbie Gold, Seahawks defensive end Frank Clark, Texans defensive end Jadavian Clowney, Chiefs defensive end D. Ford, Falcons defensive tackle Grady Jarrett, and Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence. So no offensive players, um, five defensive players, one special teamer. First, can I just say, who agrees with me that putting the franchise tag on the kickers is kind of like, I don't know, it's just kind of useless. Like, should this be a rule that you can't place the franchise tag on kickers or punters? 
I personally, I don't really care how that goes. You know, I think it might put teams in a position to almost force them to use it on another position, but they're not forced to even use it in the first place. And with six teams only using it, I mean, I think it's a neat thing to football, though, that no other sport does. It's neat. Because now that players have a voice in the league, it feels like every league, especially the NBA, is ran by players. The franchise tag would not work in the NBA. Like, to superstars, they'd be like, no, you put that on me, I'm not playing. And either they put it on them and just trade them, or they just be like, fine, you know, fine. And that would not work in the NBA. And even in the NFL, it's hard enough. Like, Demarcus Lawrence said he won't play on the franchise tag for consecutive years. So the Cowboys did it anyway. So it kind of seems like the Le'Veon Bell situation almost. Not as bad, but Demarcus Lawrence versus the Cowboys somewhat. Um in a way, uh, where he did say that, so I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, so, kick Robbie Gold, he is a good kicker, though. So, not a bad move by the Niners, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's uh, Seahawks get Frank Clark back. I think he's one of the better defensive players. Slides under the radar a little. Good signing. Texans with Jadavian Clowney. That was a no-brainer, almost. Um, the, team, the two sides couldn't work out a long-term deal. Um, apparently a long-term extension. So the Texans do this very smartly. They did that. That was very smart of the Texans because they're going to get Clowney back despite at first he looked like a bust with all the injuries. But there's no doubt they wanted him back. Um, And since they couldn't work out a long-term extension, they just said, how about you come back on the franchise tag and we'll continue to work things out from here. I'm sure that's what happened behind the scenes. I think Clowney will be a long-time Texan. Nothing bad there. I think they will end up working something out. It was just on short notice they couldn't really get anything done. Chiefs uh, with D. Ford, um, a good signing. You know, they only have a few good defensive players really on their pass rush. So they get D. Ford back. And Falcons with Grady Jarrett, a good move as well. Really, I'm not questioning any of these moves. Even with the Cowboys getting Demarcus Lawrence back. Because even though we said he wouldn't play on the franchise tag, if you felt there was a risk, you were going to lose him free agency. You sign him and get something out of him. You do the opposite of what the Giants did with Landon Collins, which I already went over. Uh, some notable players that didn't get tagged, like Anthony Barr. I already went over Trey Flowers. Landon Collins is the big one. Then I guess C.J. Mosley also sleeps in there. Um... So, those are the six players. Frankly, I think they're all good moves by each team. Uh, Obviously, I want to see how that Cowboys and Demarcus Lawrence thing works out, but um, Landon Collins, I just want to say, he really did luck out um, that he did not get franchise tag. Now has the option to go somewhere, anywhere he wants, long-term. Anywhere. And because now if he gets franchise tag with the Giants, he's stuck there. For another year, and if he suffers some major injury, which ha- can happen to any player, he his career could be ruined, and he, he won't make that big the big bucks. So, those are just a few. So now I want to get um to the Antonio Brown and Josh Rosen stuff. Well, we have the time because we have the time to do so. Start with Josh Rosen. Teams should be jumping all over this trade. Josh Rosen for a third-round pick. The Cardinals are all messed up. I just want to say that for one part. Their organization's all messed up. Larry Fitzgerald's going to retire, and they're not going to have anything to look forward to. They have a few good defensive players, Patrick Peterson. Um, 
Chandler Jones, a few other guys. Just keep it short and sweet. You get the point. They use a first-round pick on Josh Rosen. Don't give him any help. And frankly, he did not have a good year last year. He's probably the worst starter in the league. But under a bad head coach with no protection, really no receiver. Larry Fitzgerald is his best receiver. Larry Fitzgerald has one foot in the retirement home. And he's their best, his best uh, receiver. He had nothing. And his defense wasn't even that great either. The Cardinals' defense is definitely better than their offense. But you invest the first-round pick in Josh Rosen and then now want to walk away from him for a third-round pick and then spend your first-round pick on Kyler. Whoa. You're all, you're all messed up. Like, settle down. Cliff Kingsbury, by the way, did not think that was a good signing at all. The guy just has written fired after two years or one year or three years all over him. I just don't really like that signing. Plus, you know, I've heard rumors that Josh Rosen and Cliff Kingsbury, like, that just wouldn't work. Like, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, Josh Rosen, no. And Kyler Murray, works. But here's the question. If Kyler, let's say Josh Rosen ends up actually working. So they're basically choosing between Cliff Kingsbury and Josh Rosen. I choose Josh Rosen every day of the week. Because I don't, I just don't like Cliff Kingsbury. And, and let me remind you, you choose Cliff Kingsbury, that means you have to walk away from Rosen and draft Kyler Murray with the first pick? No, 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 I'll choose a different head coach that's much better, build around Josh Rosen, and use the first round pick on Nick Bosa. I'm sorry, that's what I'll do. I'll go take the by far best player in the draft, the safest pick in the draft, make my defense much better. I think this defense, you know, you had had a player like Nick Bosa, their their, um, pass rush is looking really good, and they just need to get um, Patrick uh, Peterson a little help. They do have Buda Baker, who's a nice uh, safety, but imagine Tyron Matthews signs back with them this offseason. That would be pretty cool. Um... And their defense, though, if they do get, let's say they do get Tyron Matthew and Nick Bosa, they're pretty close to complete defensively. Now they just need to get Rosen much-needed protection and receivers. It's not that easy. Not easy to send them up. Two shots on Rosen or Cliff Kingsbury. And if Cliff Kingsbury proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. And I'm going to stand up to my word like I did with LeBron the Lakers. Okay, and you guys can quote me on that. I just don't think it's a good signing, okay? That you have to part with your quarterback that was there for one year that you spent a first-round pick on for a coach I just don't have any tr- belief in. Choose Josh Rosen, invest in him, choose a better coach. It's just the better route overall. Um, I don't know what the Cardinals see in Cliff Kingsbury, to be completely honest with you. But... Teams for a third round pick, there's so many teams that could jump on that trade. If I'm if I have solidified at quarterback, if I'm solidified, maybe not the Chiefs, but there are 20 teams that should make this trade. The Redskins, that would be a great trade. I can just go down the list. The Giants. You know what I'm gonna do? You might hear this typing, but I'm typing in NFL standings. I'm just gonna go through all the teams. Would it be good or not? And I'm not this is actually tough. 
hear, hear, hear me out, because it's tough for the fact that he might not be a great fit everywhere. You know, yeah, so the Patriots would be a great one for Josh Rosen if he has the patience because he's not going to start right away. If he goes to New York, he could possibly start somewhere in that year. If he goes to New uh, Washington, he could start. If he goes to uh, New England, he might have to wait a few years. And there's the risk there with New England. Actually, no. Scratch that. A third-round pick is so cheap for a player like Josh Rosen who, with no help, he had no coaching help, no protection. Sure, he was the worst starter in the league, but with no help. This guy was looked at as the best quarterback heading into the draft, and after one year, his talent, his potential, after just one year with no help, I still think this guy has a ton of potential. A third-round pick should be no-brainer. As a Patriots fan, I'm praying they do this trade. I'm praying because they have a ton of draft capital. I believe they have 11 or 12 picks, and they have three third-round picks. So if you give up one of those third-round picks for Josh Rosen, that is a snag. Even if Josh Rosen never works out, or it's a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where he barely sees the field because of Brady. Brady plays, and Josh Rosen (sighs) sits there. But hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he don't mess this up, and he learns from Brady and Belichick. Because I feel like every quarterback that watches through New England's stores will work out, you know? This could be a great successor right here for a third-round pick. That would be a great trade. And if somehow Rosen shows up to New England and Bill Belichick just says he's not the player I expected. And trade him for a fifth-round pick? You know what? I don't know. It was still a good trade. You know, for a third-round pick, even though we never worked out, technically it wasn't a good trade, but... How do you not do that trade? How are teams, like, not already, like, you want to get a deal done right now? Like, right now? I'll I'll throw in a fourth, too. Third and a fourth for Josh Rosen? Sure. They just said a third-round pick, and they're like, actually, throw in a fourth? Fine. Take it. I'm not sure I give up my first-round pick. I'm not actually giving up my second-round pick. I'm not sure I give up my first-round pick for Josh Rosen. But my second-round pick? Fine. You can have that, too. Fine. A second-round pick, fine. If, especially on the Patriots. You have two second-round picks, so you can give up one of your second-round picks. One of your two second-rounders for a guy with that much potential, and you're in New England, and you can turn any young quarterback into the next, you know, top-ten quarterback, possibly, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Sure. So that should be a trade a lot of teams are jumping on. A third-round pick, when I heard that, I was like, you're kidding. The Cardinals are messed up. Either that or they're just trying to get teams to negotiate for Josh Rosen or show he's out there and, oh, a third-round pick, and then when they really call, they, they want a first or something. I don't know what the Redskins are doing, but I don't know why they think his value – yeah, why would you – if you want to lowball something, like lowball a trade, don't lowball Josh Rosen's value. Say he's worth the second and a – you know, fourth or something. And, you know, if there's a few teams that want to bite, or even just say a first-round pick for Josh Rosen, and if you want a later-round pick, we'll throw in, like, a fifth or a sixth, something like that, fine. And see if any teams want to bite on that deal, and if none of them do, you lower the value a little more. Or you just stick it out with them. I know with Cliff Kingsbury it's not going to work, but watch. They trade Rosen for a third-round pick and get Cliff Kingsbury. And watch Cliff Kingsbury get fired after one or two seasons. They draft Kyler Murray. He doesn't work out there either. 
That happens. Wait, how do you just give up on your first round investment that quick? It's not like he completely failed. He had no help, and he might have been not great, but at all, by any means, he did not have a great season, but he didn't have any help. Invest some talent around him, and then we'll talk. And if he's not succeeding then, well then, yeah, we can move on. But I can think we on way too quickly. So yeah, let's yeah, take on Josh Rosen. Now uh, let's get to Antonio Brown. The Steelers said that they're going to have a trade in place for Friday, which is tomorrow. But I'm hearing reports that Steelers want to hold out on those trades now or something. Weird. So I believe it was the second episode I said that Antonio Brown should go to the 49ers. And I still think he should go to the 49ers, even if it's a first-round pick. Because I feel like Antonio Brown, that's a place where he'd be a good fit. Um, The 49ers have that high pick. And... I feel like he can get away with a little more there. I feel like that's a place where the 49ers would be like, sure, as long as you're happy, A.B. You know? So, again, I'm not sure what the, where the 49ers stand there. I'm not sure if they say, is Antonio Brown really worth our second? Is that a deal we really want to do? Or do we feel like we can, you know, get that um, defensive uh, defensive piece? But I feel like their defense is more set in stone than their offense. Um, which is the problem with the Cardinals, too. They need more help offensively than they do defensively, and this is such a defensive-based draft, and the top ten is so defensive-based. So, you know, I feel like the 49ers, because they're in the same position where the Cardinals are, where they have some young, good talent defensively, but they need to build around their young quarterback offensively. You know, they're kind of in the same state of mind. But the 49ers right now, because the Cardinals probably aren't going to trade for Antonio Brown, the 49ers hold the power because the Steelers are looking for that first-round pick, so they had the power in saying, we have the highest first-round pick. You guys can offer your 15th overall pick and your 10th and your 6th, whatever you want to do. Fifth, I don't, I don't know if the Giants will offer their 6th. I don't really see that happening, but you get the point. Those types of picks, we have the second round. We have the second overall pick, and the Cardinals ain't giving up their first, so we hold the power here. And... You know, whatever happens, I just think that would be a great destination for Antonio Brown. And for the Steelers, you get a good draft pick. Maybe the, it's just the all matters to the 49ers really want to give up their second round uh, overall pick for him. Now, I feel like Tuesday or Wednesday when this trade, uh, when there was announced that they're going to make the trade by Friday, I feel like they had a few um, trade offers in place, and they just were going to choose which one they wanted to accept. And it was going to take them a few days. Or they just wanted to, they had a few deals, but they want to um, just keep Antonio Brown out there. Maybe another team will come in with a better offer. Just call around and say, hey, you got to make a decision in a few days and to all the teams. And I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm excited uh, to see if they really do. Because there are reports that are saying the Steelers want to pull out of the trade. So there's something behind the scenes going on between these GMs. Whether they had a trade in place and now that's been pulled out or something. I think there's a little conflict. But, again, I'm not sure that's with the 49ers. It could be with another team. 49ers are one of the many options, but I think the 49ers. People say Oakland. I don't know. That, that would just be weird. No, I don't I, I don't know if John Gruden and Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown the Raiders. Like, I just don't see that. That just looks like a mess. 
The 49ers, that could be a little bit of a mess. So that's the best fit for Antonio Brown, and that wouldn't be a horrible trade for the 49ers. You're definitely taking, you know, you know, the 49ers could possibly give up Nick Bosa for a great player who's just he's a case. You know, he's he's a handful. But I think they're aware of that. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, switching it up with the NFL because we do so much NBA. Tell your friends about this channel. Um, I want to keep getting more views and keep growing. If there's anything you want me to do, use the Anchor mobile app. Send in a voice message if there's anything you want to say. If you want to, you know, say anything and I'll put it on the show, you know. Uh, whether it's a list you want me to do, anything you agreed with, any anything you just want to tell me, just send it in. Also, go check it out, Break It Down NBA. I haven't gave them a shout-out in a while because I do. I've done a few episodes on their channel. It's been a while. Hopefully, we can get back together and uh, do another episode to do another episode and because uh, those are really fun. Hopefully, you can come on the channel sometime along with a few other people that have been interested. So, hopefully, we can get a special guest uh coming in in the next some sometime in the next uh week or two i have a few special guests that i've asked to come on um so hopefully they do uh manage their way on so yeah that's all i've got for you guys today and i'll see you next time